Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIP No government license, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludges thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio in 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything we say here on Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. This is episode 104. Four, right? One hundred four. I think. I think I said. I think I said one hundred four on the last episode too, and it wasn't. It was one hundred three. But <laughs> this is one hundred four. This one. <laughs> this, this is episode. This is episode one hundred four confirmed according to the website. Okay, so definitely one hundred four. Most likely. Probably. We're not professionals, so I mean, we could be wrong. I don't know. It could be episode 300 for all we know at this point. I don't know. I'm not keeping track. It fucking feels like the 300th we've done in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fucking 2020, though, man. Like, it's uh, <laughs> every day. It's like, so what horrible harbinger of the apocalypse are we going to deal with today? Oh, look at that. <laughs> I, one of my favorite 2020 memes has got to be the one with Picard, where it says, every day when I wake up and roll out of bed, damage report. <laughs> not wrong not wrong yeah. or the um <laughs> the one that i saw today that i posted with the <laughs> with the light coming down with like lightning inside the light stream <laughs> that thunderstorm <laughs> and it says i'm hoping it's thor but this is 2020 so you know it's loki yes that that was that's a cool one <laughs> that's that's yeah. definitely fucking loki God damn. i was like <laughs> I think I think we're just we're all experiencing dog years for 2020, right? Like, they say dog years is like seven to one or something. That's what this feels. That's what 2020 feels like. It feels like seven years, and we're all its bitches. Oh yeah. Well, you well, know the craziest thing is, is I, I came across on my Facebook memories a meme from 2016 with the grandpa. What was 2016 like? And it's a Harambe on like a unicycle saying don't assume my gender while dabbing holding a Pokemon ball in front of a Make America Great Again sign and And 2020 is not that far off and and, and, and that's where it started right there that 2020 is that but on fire right and and he's on fire and so is the unicycle and so is the stage he's on and there's a cliff yeah And a meteor is incoming. <laughs> Actually, two day or the day before the election, we're supposed to be get a flyby. Yeah, it's a small one though. It's only like the size of a refrigerator. With was, any luck, I was disappointed. Luck, I know it, but with any luck, it will come in right over the top of DC and do like that one in Russia did back in thirteen, where it just leveled a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, oh no, oh no, no. stop, don't. Wait. Oh God, the, the humanity. Oh. <laughs> Somehow that will be called racist. You know, I also wouldn't complain if it did that over New York City or LA. No. No. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Seattle, Chicago, the Twin Cities. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. 
would any of those actually be a major loss at this point? I don't feel like they would. <laughs> I can't say no. <laughs> a major victory for Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah, everybody would immediately turn into like a major environmentalist because they're like, oh, oh no, no, she helped us. <laughs> oh, be- <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's totally Mother Nature that caused the meteor. Right. Yes. That, <laughs> 70 billion light years away on a trajectory to Earth, it was literally our carbon footprint. That's what attracted it. Like, really? Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> carbon based magnet, didn't you know? <laughs> I, I picture Greta Mames. You stole my president. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I'm going to hell. Eh, we'll be there with you. It's okay. You see the 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 Babylon Bee article? Uh, it's from a couple of years ago. It just it posted. It showed up in my news feed, and it was like, um, um, hell hell creates thirteen new levels of pineapple flavored pizza. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, yeah, send me. I'm going. Forged in the deepest fires of hell, it said. <laughs> Additional amounts of pineapple pizza. And hey, see, I like pineapple on pizza. Everybody can just bite me. Me too. I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum, but hey, that's because you're wrong. Yeah, you can be wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Each their own. I, I'd say pizza needs meat on it and meat, yeah. cheese, and sauce. That's it. And I'm happy. Yeah, Pepper- but it just pepperoni. also has pineapple. Pepperoni and pineapple is the best combination of pizza. You'll See, there I got. I, I do have to disagree with you there. I think it's actually Canadian that's, bacon. That's because you're also wrong. And pineapple. <laughs> Canadian bacon and pineapple. And if you actually wanted to make it truly Hawaiian, see, it wouldn't be Canadian bacon. It would be Spam and pineapple <laughs> and also Reese's peanut butter cups. That's right. No, fire. That would be a truly Hawaiian pizza. And now that I've thought of it, I have to make it because I'm very curious. Just go to Pizza Doctors, man. They'll make it for you. They probably would, too. No, no, you can't go to a place and order that pizza. You can't, you can't let you can't that level you can't let that level of judgment fall upon you. <laughs> oh, totally pizza. You've never heard of pizza doctors. There is no oh. judgment at that place. Oh, they yeah. come up with some really weird shit. They, they actually have a <laughs> they actually have a uh, like a buffet thing that they call exploratory surgery, where basically, as far as I can tell, they smoke a ton of pot and then walk <laughs> into their freezer and just go, "What would be good for a pizza?" And then just assemble that. And there's just so you can try like, oh, did you want uh, pepperoni, bacon, and Oreos? There you go, man. It's right there. <laughs> there was one. I, I went for exploratory surgery one time, and they made one where the sauce was Oreo cream. Then they put actual cheese over the top of it. Oh, you, you're losing me here. On uh, the I tried a piece just out of sheer morbid curiosity. It was Oreo cream on top of the crust with cheese over the top of it. And then they sprinkled crushed Oreos on top of that and then added pepperoni. And it was like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. What? What monster thought that was a good idea? I don't know. (laughs) But I tried one just out of sheer morbid curiosity. And it was... If you got a bite that just had pepperoni and the Oreo cream and the cheese, it wasn't terrible. But the I will say this, it was worse than eating Taco Bell in my bathroom later that night. 
Just oh. just so everyone knows, I'm resisting the urge to kick Christopher off this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. I didn't say I enjoyed it. Oh, I just what? said it wasn't the worst thing I've ever eaten. That I've had vegetarian MREs. That's setting the bar pretty freaking low. Like it wasn't terrible. Like my, that was decent. <laughs> I didn't even say that. I said it. I've had worse. <laughs> Boy, and I've that... had military food. I mean, it... oh, yeah, the vegetarian <laughs> vegetarian taco MRE, Ugh. vegetarian omelet, or vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. thankfully, thankfully, I, I've I haven't found one of those. I I go to the I go to the the military surplus place and, and I pick up MREs and stuff, but I haven't found one of those. Luckily, if I do, I have to buy it and try it, just no. because of. Just, no. just, just no. for, just for again, morbid curiosity, I have to try it. Yeah, but save morbid, yourself, I, man! <laughs> don't do it. If you're gonna buy one and you're gonna try it, you buy it and then you let it sit until you have, <laughs> until you're having like the worst bout of gastroenteritis you've ever had. That yeah, at that point that, yeah, that'll clear it out. Wait, really take care of it. <laughs> but other than that. No. <laughs> and then you can offset that by eating the jalapeno cheese. <laughs> I would not waste my jalapeno cheese. Oh, it's not wasting. I mean, you'll still enjoy it, and it will, you know, cut off the effects of the vegetarian <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and for the next week and a half. <laughs> All right, speaking of leaving a bad taste in the mouth. Uh, Judge Napolitano explains if Pelosi could become acting president if election results are delayed past January 20th. Oh, God. The worst part is he's right, and it's upsetting. The analysis I looked at, I was like, oh, my God. No, that's constitutional. Oh, God. The collapsitarian in me is fucking the biggest cheerleader of this. I I don't want it to happen, but the collapsitarian in me is just be like President Pelosi memes. I could see, you know, I mean, I would just spend the next several years creating Skeletor as president memes <laughs> constantly, just endlessly. Like, just... <laughs> I just like I, I, I want this to happen and I want her to become president and for them for, to call her President Pelosi and then to see her dragged out of the White House when she won't give it up. Just clawing. No, no, no. You can't stop me. <laughs> All right. So, um, but the could decorators ha- coming next week. <laughs> could House Speaker Nancy Pelosi become president if there's no election result by January? Fox News senior analyst Judge Andrew, Andrew Napolitano, uh, who I am a fan of. Uh, told Varney and Co. on Thursday whether Pelosi will automatically assume the role of acting president if the 2020 election is delayed. Quote, it might be right, Napolitano told host Stuart Varney. Quote, President Trump term ends uh, precisely noon on January 20, 2021. Uh, if, uh, if the Electoral College had not yet named a successor, presumably either Donald Trump or Joe Biden, then whomever the Speaker of the House is would become the acting president of the United States. He explained, quote, if the Democrats retain the majority in the House, and it appears likely that they will do, but if they do, uh, they choose Ms. Pelosi, knowing that at 
knowing at that point that they're choosing the president of the United States than it would be she. That is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Democrats could choose somebody else or the Republicans could have the majority if they flip the House in November, the judge said. Quote stated simply, he added, whoever is the the sitting speaker of the United whoever's fucking ads popping up. Oh, okay. now, brown cow. Oh, now. Okay. Um, quote simply stated, uh, whoever is the sitting speaker of the United States would become president at noon on January 20th, 2021, if the Electoral College has failed to elect someone. And then Napolitano further explained that if the Electoral College is unable to choose a successor, the election would go to the House of Representatives, not for a majority vote, uh, but a vote by state in which each state delegation would vote on their own, independent of the state's election results, and whomever has the majority of the 26 states will become president until January 20th, 2025. He also goes on to say that that has never happened. That's uh, Or he goes on to say that has happened. That's how Thomas Jefferson was elected the first time around in 1800. So, again, the collapsitarian in me wants this this to happen. Yeah, I mean, whoa. (laughs) I kind of (laughs) do. But... I'm right there with you guys. I mean, the I'm, I could see the being, you know, the fastest way to for everything to just implode on itself. I mean, you know, but, like the the comedian in me thinks it would be great. The collapsitarian in me thinks it would be very awesome. But the actual human being who lives within the borders of the United <laughs> States goes, "Oh God!" Yes, no. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, this this also proves again. Because he mentions the electoral college, has, electoral college has failed to elect someone. Again, proving once again for the thousandth time that your individual vote doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Your you vote know, doesn't matter. Had, the electoral college. Regarding the electoral college, the other day with somebody where I, I mentioned, you know, that because I was like, well, can they faithless vote? Or can they not? Because according to the Supreme Court, the answer is meh. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't know. It's never officially been ruled on one way or another. It, well, rather, it's been officially ruled on both ways. Right. So we have no idea one way or another. So what that means is that technically, chances are very good that the Electoral College can just decide, fuck you people, I don't care what yeah, you think. I think, I think there's like, like night states or something like that that actually has a penalty uh, if the electorate doesn't go with the popular vote but it's like all that they do is lose their electoral point they lose their seat that's it yeah so, so like next the, time so, around they, yeah well, so next so next time around they get a different electoral so. wasn't there a bunch of states too that that passed well maybe I'm rehashing exactly what you just said that passed resolutions where if regardless of who wins the popular vote in their state, um, their electoral votes go to whomever wins the popular vote nationwide. I, I think there I think there were a number of states that passed. I think California was even one of them. 
which don't get me wrong, I would think it's absolutely hysterical for everybody in California to lose their ever-loving minds if their electoral votes ended up going to the incumbent because he wins the popular vote. (laughs) That would be funny. And, you know, it's so weird, too, because you'll hear people the from, like, cities like New York City and, and Los Angeles and think, I just don't know where these, these Trump voters are. Who support? Have you ever driven through rural America? I can tell you where they are. <laughs> Have you ever driven outside of the city? Yeah, like, yeah. ever. Like, in the country at all. Because I just passed, yesterday, I passed a, uh, a hay trailer that was bedecked with a 14 foot tall trump 2020 sign <laughs> at least 12 american flags chris you probably know what i'm talking about i think it's up on yep. you yeah yep. and it's like it's just this massive thing and god bless america and like <laughs> oh i can oh. i can i can cross the river here to the to the north bay um to the the town of rio vista and, and that area uh and there's state of jefferson flags I guarantee you they're not supporting the Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely. But it's just like that. It, you're right, though. I mean, that totally proves like you could vote or not vote. It doesn't matter what you choose. What you <laughs> say doesn't matter. There is still an oligarchy that picks your leader. Yeah. Right. The Electoral College. Oh. I just thought that was a funny article, and it wasn't as funny, but... <laughs> oh, just the concept of President Nance. <laughs> Pres- President Pelosi. Again, this is Skeletor 2020. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we need to deal with is this Castle Greystall. <laughs> I just want to see her yell uh. at AOC. <laughs> oh man can you imagine nancy pelosi holding like white house press briefing oh, oh. like oh my god <laughs> you could hear the benny hill theme playing the entire time <laughs> uh. we just ditch hail to the chief yeah <laughs> 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 Uh, Fun fact about uh, Hail to the Chief, actually, did you know it does not have words? No. I did it, not. Doesn't, it doesn't have lyrics. I was shocked to learn that. It, in fact, does not have lyrics. Hmm. All right. I have no segues. Which way are we going to go? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I mean, we were talking about Pelosi. Isn't she from California? I want to go. You want to go that one? Okay. Yeah, let's move on yeah, to that one. He's from California. Oh, this article. Oh, fucking California. All right. <laughs> it says the guy who lived there. <laughs> my whole life, my whole like, I have never left California for an overnight stay anywhere. Like, I've never woken up and put my feet on the ground and have it not be in California. That is, I, I can't even process that idea. Yeah. California lawmakers want to want a wealth tax to soak the rich for living there and also for leaving. 
<laughs> a pack of Democratic lawmakers in California are proposing a wealth tax for the state's rich, richest citizens, forcing them to pay more, essentially just for owning a lot of stuff. They also, amazingly, want to tax fellow Californians who flee the state in response, attempting to make them continue paying tax on wealth that's not even in the state. I just... The, the hubris. <laughs> just, it, it gets better. Okay, uh, assembly member... They're not called assemblymen anymore. They're called assembly members. Rob Bonta, a Democrat at Oakland, is blunt about his reasons for introducing the California wealth tax. Uh, rich people have money. He wants more of it to pay for and expand state services. And that's it. Quote, the California wealth tax would add critically needed revenue for California by creating a more equitable tax tax structure. Families are hurting right now. COVID-19 has only made <laughs> matters worse. In times of crisis, all Californians must step up and contribute their fair share. Oh, Ask, I knew that was coming. Asking these well-resourced Californians to give a little more to keep our people working and support our most vulnerable is the right thing to do. So um, can I, I ask a, a crazy question? What is the current budget deficit for the state of California? Oh, I don't. I have no idea. I don't pay attention. But to the Google, uh, to the Google. The but I, I asked that question only because they're talking about. First off, I want to know how a state tax follows you beyond the borders of that state. Oh, uh, like, as of June, by the way, it's fifty-four point three billion dollars. Is their <laughs> deficit? <laughs> Oh, actually, it says it in the article. I'm looking at it. All right. We are professional as shit, man. It, it actually says it at the, in the, the last sentence of this, this next paragraph. Oh, I see it's right. been underlined. It is, it is underlined, yes. <laughs> Most oh, professional it. podcast ever. Oh, gee, maybe the information I'm looking for is underlined, highlighted, bold. <laughs> Uh, the proposed wealth tax would add a 0.4% tax on taxpayers' net worth for net for net worth that exceeds $30 million, which Bonita uh, estimates will affect fewer than 31,000 Californians. For his proposed wealth tax, he estimates the state will raise $7.5 billion per year. The state currently faces a $54 billion budget deficit due in part to economic downturns from the coronavirus pandemic. I just want to point out real quick that point four that that like point four percent of ta of a tax on three million dollars thirty thirty million oh and, and, uh, oh sorry thirty million would in fact be a hundred and twenty grand was that all <laughs> <laughs> that's Hold more on. than you and I make in a year combined Andrew yeah that is the this is what this is when it gets good. All right. And to be clear, the tax goes beyond wealth and assets held in the state of California. Quote, all worldwide property of these wealthy Californians could be subject to this tax. If you park no. your money, if you park your money in real estate, farm assets, artwork, offshore funds, 
or a whole host of categories, they want a piece of it. Well, of course it's they even, do. It even lists pension funds as taxable to those who meet the threshold. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, think about this. They're literally saying that they have a claim to all of your assets, even if those assets are purchased with money that never came into the United States. Mm-hmm. The asset never came into the United States, and any money made off of that asset never came into the United States. Yeah. They still claim because your ass is sitting in California that they get a piece of it. How is this not the fucking mob? <laughs> right? Hold on. It gets better. That's what scares me. <laughs> For rich Californians thinking of leaving rather than paying the state for the privilege of owning things, lawmakers (laughs) are also attempting to tax the wealthy who vote with their feet. The bill contains a special formula to apply to anybody who has lived in the state within the last 10 years. What? Through the tax burden will slowly drop over time for each year they don't live in California. It's pretty much a certainty that former Californians subjected to this wall tax would challenge the legality of this plan. In other news, uh, California yeah. has altered its state theme song to uh, possibly the Godfather theme. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, um, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, sorry, I, I had a different song in mind when you said they changed their theme song. No, no. it's I'm talking about the Godfather theme. Uh, I went straight for the Soviet freaking national anthem. <laughs> there, there are assets, comrade. All right. uh, this, despite Bonta's despite attempt to present the state's wealthiest as needed to contribute to their fair share, the reality is that California is exceedingly, perhaps even overly, dependent on the wealthiest for tax revenue. According to the state legislative legislative's analyst office, People who earn people earning more than one million dollars per year were responsible for almost forty percent of the state's personal income tax revenue in 2015, though the same people account for only nineteen percent of a gross adjusted gross income in the state. I, so they're they're just extorting the business owners, the people who actually like employ contribute people. to the economy. Yeah, they're just let's just extort them. To such a massive level that they want to leave. And then when they do, we're going to demand you pay a toll. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally an existence toll. Like, I, I, I again, I, I mean, it just, it's, it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm a California senator and I think that perhaps we should have a conversation about your desire <laughs> to leave the state. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up wake up with a condor head in your bed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how is this how does no one I mean honestly, how does no one see how massively mafioso this is? Like you have to pay them a cut of everything. Not everything that you make in the state of California. They want a cut of everything. Everything. Not only are you paying o- tax over overall wealth. Right. So not yeah. only are you paying your California taxes, if say you have holdings in Texas, New York, Washington, D.C., Florida, uh, say Indonesia and China and 
all there's over a, Europe. You're paying a all lot of taxes. There was a lot of celebrities that just moved to New Zealand also, bought property in New Zealand. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got – not only are you paying all of those taxes, but you're also going to pay tax to the state of California on everything you were taxed elsewhere. You know what's interesting about that that just occurred to me? I know for a fact there are at least two homes in Malibu that are owned by Saudi princes. Uh-huh. Well, that is interesting. Think about how much California is going to try to demand from them. 0.4% of essentially Saudi Arabia's national wealth. <laughs> <sighs> Like just that. wrap your head around because the one house for sure, the only reason that I know for sure that it's it's one of the Saudi princes is because um, a friend of mine is a real estate agent and she happened to see the listing go up for it. Uh, well, and it's, it's she not, was listed as the owner. Well, it's not only Saudi princes, it's Saudi princes. There's uh, China owns a lot of places here. Uh, mm-hmm. Japan, uh, Russia has places here. Um, yeah, good luck getting your tax a lot of, revenue out of the like, Russian mob. Literally, Literally every every movie, like half the movie stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and I mean like works. but I mean just like think about like them in particular alone, just them. Yep. When they yep. have holdings that are in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Hundreds of and, trillions of trillions of dollars, man. And then they're going to claim that they get a point zero four percent tax on all of it. Yep. Point four. They actually get four tenths of a percent. Yep. Open up them pocketbook sports players. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I'm rich now. I'm going to move to California. Okay, well, you got to pay me, you know, your entry fees. Oh, well, never mind. I'm not moving to California. Well, if you're going to leave, you're going to have to also pay me. <laughs> so, or what? <laughs> Would be my question. Or what? I'm not a resident anymore. I have no holdings in your state. You're going to do what? So here's something, uh, and I'm, I know... Jason, you're typically the one who does the article reading here, but the second to last paragraph of this article. Can I please read this? Because this is going to make Andrew go, oh, there's a a big surprise. (laughs) You don't even need to ask whose bright idea this was, because Bonta is actually quite happy to reveal that the bill's co-sponsors are the California Federation of Teachers, the California Teachers Association, and the Service Employees International Union. These what are, without exaggeration, the people who would financially benefit from the taxes passage. The money would be given to the state's general fund, which pays public employees salaries. Oh, God! <laughs> you mean, you mean the, people, the people who are going to get the money are the ones demanding that they steal? <laughs> That's why I had to read it, just because. <laughs> no. The the shock the face horse just seems so like such the nice... shock the shock face is real. Yeah, <laughs> right. I really wish I could get my stream deck to work for this, so I could use my what Pikachu face on this because <laughs> you know that GIF I use all the time. I'm shocked, truly. Yeah, truly shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am um, shocked. Shocked. Well, not that shocked. <laughs> uh, over at the Los Angeles Times, Deputy Edi- Editorial Page Editor John Healy notes that this proposal, proposed wealth tax could have effects on capital gains taxes, especially oh, if it encourages people 
especially if it encourages people to sell their assets at a loss to lower their tax burdens. What and California extracts predictable coincidence. <laughs> and California extracts a significant amount of capital gains taxes from its wealthiest citizens. Oh. The result here could be a drop in the capital gains revenue to the state, meaning ironically less tax revenue overall. <laughs> you mean there may be unintended consequences to robbing people? <laughs> no. Like <laughs> So they they're pat they want to pass this to increase their tax revenue while at the same time they're actually going to do the opposite. Yes. And not I'll forget not forget that if you vote with your wallet or you vote with your feet and leave Right, they would tax you, but then it's a gradual decrease over 10 years. So they're actually, again, going to get less taxes over time. When this sounds like a plan so stupid, only government could come up with it. Only California government could come up with it. I mean, the, well, again, the, the, the I, I don't, I don't know. There's, 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 there's some Illinois. I mean, this could be Illinois or New Jersey. Or New That's fair. Or New, New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. But I mean, but, like, okay, so uh -oh, like, he's got the cops. <laughs> I the heard. Funny that. thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that you, I will give you that, you know, according to them, and according to federal laws and blah blah, they can tax your assets held within their state. But the balls to say I get to tax all of your assets everywhere. And if you move out of the state, I get to tax you for the right to move out. Is Assemblyman Assemblyman Bonta is a graduate of Yale Law School? <laughs> the only thing that oh. would have been less surprising is UC Berkeley. You kidding me? The way he taught, the way he wrote this bill, you could have sworn he got his law degree from the local community college. He's, he's a graduate from uh, Vasily Yaroshenko School, <laughs> United Soviet, <laughs> Moscow. You go mules, go mules, <laughs> go mules. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean. Uh, they want to. They want to tax your taxes so they can tax you while taxing you. I just while you're leaving the state. I, yeah. So the things that you own that you're already paying taxes on, that you bought with money that you paid taxes on. Yeah. They not want even, to tax. Not not income. Not income. Wealth. Net worth. Yes. Right. The things again. The, it's the things that you own. That you bought with money that you had to pay taxes on, they want to then retax you for the fact that you own it. For simply having things. I, <laughs> and this is, and it's not like it's going to be like only things that you acquired from the date that this law would pass forward. This is if you Everything. already have all of this stuff. Well, I mean, they will tax you for it. Well, yeah, I mean, taxes are a fine for doing well, right? Fines are a fee for doing bad. And the government, the thing government, is, government gets it all eventually. And the thing, the thing that I think is most amazing 
and, and kind of what I was getting at is even even within the co- status construct of the Constitution, this doesn't pass muster in any concept no. <laughs> of the Constitution. Like a Yale Law School graduate politician in California gives a damn about the Constitution. Oh, yeah, they don't care at all about no. the Constitution. No. Government is supreme yeah. ruler. <laughs> Government will know his best, comrade. You just get down on your knees. I feel like when you get elected to the state Senate and shit in California, they should just, like, tattoo a hammer and sickle on your forehead so everyone just knows. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, where think, is this I th- I think guy from? From Oakland. Oh, that explains everything. Yeah. Not my district, but right next to my district. Good God. So. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I do like that last paragraph, though. Has there ever been a more vivid example to pin the taxationist theft saying to? This wealth tax is literally a fine for having assets the state's public employees covet for themselves. It's it's communist bullshit. Like it's not true, even true. like not figured it like it's literally straight out of Karl Marx playbook. Right. <laughs> but isn't most of California at this point straight out of Karl Marx? Well, yeah, it's true. It's well Urban California. Once urban you get, California. Once you, yeah. once you get out of the urban areas, California becomes red, and actually, once you go north, it becomes yellow in places. So, I've heard that about like Humboldt County. Humboldt County, yeah. And then most of the most of the coast up there. I mean, they're liberal liberal libertarians, but yeah, yeah, they pretty much just want to be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch, about, don't go watch them alone. You will learn a lesson. Go watch Murder Mountain on Netflix. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've also been told <laughs> that you do not screw with people in Humboldt County. People disappear in Humboldt County. Yeah. You make that mistake exactly once. So, all right. Let's, um, uh, let's get on to something a little more serious. Ooh, 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 that's a good one. Okay. Um, Minneapolis police officer Thomas Lane didn't check George Floyd's counterfeit $20 note. <laughs> so it might not have even actually been counterfeit. Counterfeit right. or not, they never checked it before they tried to arrest right. him. But that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like they didn't even look, so it could have been a legit 20 and they totally yes. murdered a dude yep. who was just trying to buy but- shit. I've had I've had uh, like younger um, younger store employees, younger clerks. I've had them look at twenty dollar bills funny because they were older twenty dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I had um, I had to deal years ago. Uh, I was working doing uh, home installations for like electronics and stuff, and occasionally I had to run the register at the store. Mm-hmm. And guy came in with this huge wad of twos i don't know why i don't know where he got them but it's this big (laughs) wad of old twos and he brings them in and pays his bill and i'm like okay cool and i just show him the register and then the assistant manager who's an imbecile uh comes (laughs) up to me like i'll text later and he's like because he's also he's he was young and he's about he's about my age but clearly much more isolated to the ways of the world. <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> I also think he has an IQ measured in mayonnaise. But <laughs> not even not even spicy mayonnaise, like the store yeah, brand. No, it's just, yeah. Um, and he he's like, he's like, well, did, and he holds up the twos and there's this black line across a bunch of them. And he goes, did you check these before you took them? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, see how this how it's black. And I'm like, yeah. Did you use the testing marker on those? He's like, yeah. And it showed up black because they're fake. <laughs> no. No. They're they're <laughs> pre like nineteen ninety six, and anything older than that doesn't have the right acid content in the paper to work with. That it says right on the pens that they don't work with older <laughs> bills. You're an imbecile. <laughs> well, I mean, there was there was a, a story a couple of years ago out of uh, <sighs> uh, I think it was out of Georgia or North Carolina. There was a a kid that paid for lunch with two dollar bills, and like the school called the cops on him. Yep, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> <sighs> Are you kidding me? You All right, more hunts. All right. Well, um, there was uh, on that same vein. There was another one. Uh, where the hell was it? it? Was it was a McDonald's somewhere? I think it was in the Midwest, where a guy paid for like a double cheeseburger or something off the dollar menu with a two dollar bill, mm-hmm. and you had this like 14 or 15 year old kid working the till who'd never heard of such a thing as a $2 bill who said they can't take it because it's obviously fake because a $2 bill doesn't exist. They called (laughs) the manager. The manager then says, well, $2 bills aren't a thing. So we can't take this. Do you have anything else? He goes, okay. He goes, reaches into his wallet and pulls out a hundred dollar bill. And they're like, well, we can't accept a hundred dollar bill for a dollar 49 or whatever the hell it was. Well then take the two. But two dollar bills aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know why they exist. Like I've never bothered to research, but you know, I did discover the other day because I got one. Uh in in the customer's payment, I got a two dollar bill and I looked at it and it was series twenty thirteen. Yeah, they're still in production. They're still making them. Why? Yeah. When right. when I was a kid, my gr- my great grandmother would send me a birthday card, and every time it had a two dollar bill in it. I still have a stack of them somewhere. <laughs> Give them out to Halloween candy. All right. Uh, <laughs> the alleged the alleged counterfeit twenty dollar bill used by George Floyd wasn't inspected or collected before his fatal arrest in Minneapolis, according to one of the first law enforcers at the scene. Former police officer Thomas Lane said the newly released audio that he didn't obtain the bill before, during, or after the incident that led to Mr. Floyd's death on May 25th. After? Uh, Even after? No. In response to questioning by the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, uh, Mr. Lane said that he didn't look at the alleged $20 forgery being held by the cup foods worker identifying Mr. Floyd. Quote, we were more concerned with at least attaining the person on suspicion of passing the counterfeit bill and then figuring out the validity of the bill. Oh, when so asked he didn't, the, didn't even stop to think for a yep, second. Yep, Did no, this actually no, happen? No inspection. No evidence collection. Just arrest the guy and then we'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> um... 
Uh, yeah, we were more concerned with at least attaining the person on suspicion of passing the counterfeit bill and then figuring out the validity of the bill. Mr. Lane can be heard in the audio recording. Uh, when asked if the bill was later collected, Mr. Lane said, I think it was. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I mean, Lane, there might be a chain of custody for evidence. I just don't care because, I mean, you know, we just figure here at the Minneapolis Police Department, we just kill him first and then we worry about whether or not we should have. <laughs> Mr. Lane's attorney has submitted a previous court filings photos showing crumpled $20 and $1 bills on the inside of Mr. Floyd's car. <laughs> Were those counterfeit? The 90-minute recording released this week was filed by prosecutors in support of their motion to try all four officers charged over Mr. Floyd's death at one trial. Uh, a transcript of the interview was previously released on July 7th. And then it goes on to blah, 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 talking about his arrest and so the, him and all that good stuff. So the prosecutors are using that as a clearly this was in no way about actual police work. Yeah. Yeah. Which I clearly it wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> no, no actual police work took place. Before they tried to arrest the person, so it was it was guilty until proven innocent. Gee, yep. that sounds that sounds really familiar to another thing that involves riots that happened recently, where absolutely no police work was done before mm -hmm. an arrest. I think we're charging. covering that a little bit later. But I'm just pointing <laughs> out, like, gosh, that sounds awful familiar. Gee, it's right. almost like that whole innocent until proven guilty thing no longer exists in the United States. And hasn't for quite well. Some. There was there there's there's that one guy that said that one thing about take the guns, due process later. Yeah, take right. the guns it's, first, it's, due it's, process second. I I don't remember I, who said that. I think he also said something about he doesn't like suppressors or bump stocks. The bump, bump stocks. stocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember who that was exactly, but he's this guy that useful idiots keep trying to pretend is somehow pro freedom. I think and. I think he likes to masquerade around as a um, Chester the Cheetah. Yeah. And something like that. I, either way. It's, either uh, way. It's, yeah. I mean, his no, name will come to us later. Yeah. No actual police work <laughs> took place before they uh, tried to arrest him. So and what home? that's telling me is that in Minneapolis, you can just accuse someone of a crime. The cops will show up, murder him, and then just go, meh, and leave. Yeah, I'm bad. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're not so, even we're not even getting into the whole thing of the irony of a fake U.S. dollar. Fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's worth. I that was my favorite part is when somebody told me, but a but a counterfeit bill is worthless. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think that magical piece of paper in your wallet is worth? If it's not counterfeit. Well, and the, the, the yeah, and the whole thing was too was that I the argument was like I said, but if you're if you're good enough at counterfeiting a bill, it just keeps getting passed around, and it's spent, and it becomes real money. It's no longer counterfeit, right? And he's like, no, it's not true. And I'm like, but but it is. But it is. And he's like, but but it's 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 not an actual bill though. It's it's worthless. <laughs> It's not real. No, he said it's not real money. It's worthless. 
<laughs> Wait a and second. I just stared and blinked <laughs> for a little while. Like, <laughs> yep. We're we're starting to get there. All right. Uh, I had I had that con- I had that conversation not long ago with someone on a on Twitter. Uh, they messaged me asking about a post, and we went back and forth on it. And like, I actually had them get their wallet and look at the look at the the bills in their wallet, and I was like, "Look, you see what that says? That says note. What is a note? Oh, it is a measure of debt. It's an IOU. Congratulations, you have debt in your pocket. That's not yeah. Currency. You have you have IOUs in your pocket. Less than you owe them. Well, and yep. it's, you know, and the thing is, is I've brought up like. Let's say there's an apocalypse. You know what? You know what we could totally use if we wanted to <laughs> for money? Bottle caps, absolutely. Fucking bottle caps. All right? We could go full fallout here, and we could use bottle caps. Something tells me this might be worth a little more. Well, see, but that has intrinsic <laughs> value. That has intrinsic value. That's what makes that different. A round for a gun has intrinsic value. It's useful. The bottle caps well, really no, don't. Hold on. Hold, you're, you're confusing value. Value is entirely subjective. Yep. Right? Like, I may have enough bullets and then therefore would no longer worry about bullets, but I would value, you know, apples more than bullets. So then apples becomes the currency. Right, but that's how it works. That's how medium of exchange works, is it depends uh-huh. on you wanting it. Right. So, yeah. and you valuing it. I mean, any medium of exchange is going to function that way. So, it doesn't really matter what it is. But what I'm saying is that a bullet is, in fact, useful. An apple would, in fact, be useful. But a piece of mostly linen, cottony thing. Asses have to be wiped. And, yeah, I mean, maybe, I guess, if you valued it as toilet paper, it well, might still well, it's be. It's like useful. what happened in Venezuela, where currency became so worthless it was more expensive to buy actual toilet paper than to use the currency in well, the I, I I republic they burnt it because it was cheaper than buying firewood yeah and i mean i sold the funny thing i actually sold now that you bring that up i actually sold about i'm gonna say like three pounds 12 something like that in irish currency a few years ago for like 40 bucks. Because I Irish currency no longer has value. Mm-hmm. It's all euros now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of, I want to say it was 2013 was the cutoff. The absolute cutoff for you, you to exchange, exchange it, it for euros. Now you can't even exchange it, but it's valuable to collectors because it's money. It's not, you know, that was mostly actually taken in and destroyed. So the right. stuff that's still out there is actually valuable and rare. Yeah, you can you can buy the hundred trillion dollar uh, Zimbabwe dollars on on the internet for a couple bucks. Yeah, I mean, and it's but the funny, thing, I mean, yeah, and that's that's what the irony is is it wound up being worth more than what its face value was because mm-hmm. people valued it more. Ironically, the medium of exchange has itself become a value. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, that makes me wonder. I have about 500 marks, like actual marks, before they went to Euros in Germany. I have about 500 marks around here somewhere. I wonder what those are worth. Like, I have a, I have 100 mark. I have a, a couple of 20 marks. I mean, a, and a oh. whole bunch of coins. I have like, a uh, five I'm, Reich mark. 
I'm sure there's some Ooh. some na- I'm sure there's some nationalist boys out there that'll pay handsomely for that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I have I have a I have a five Reichmark note floating around. I also have a bunch of um, Confederate original Confederate um, printed notes um, from both the actual Confederacy and uh, from banks within the Confederacy. And I have notes uh, from the Civil War from the North from banks that they printed. All of which are actually incredibly valuable, but not at their face value (laughs) anymore. But that's where it's this magic trick. It's all this. The Federal Reserve notes are this big magic trick, because if the federal government collapsed tomorrow. Imploded on itself and the United States ceased to exist. If you had three billion U.S. dollars. You now have nothing. Yep, unless people still believed in it. Right, unless people go, well, I don't care that the government, I, I still hold that to be a valuable yeah. exchange. Yeah, which is why people gold and silver and... Mm-hmm. Because it's that, still but... going to be useful, it's still going to be something that people will accept as mm-hmm. a thing that represents value and... Norm- yeah, normalcy bias mm-hmm. in that regard, yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, I could see like not long because I mean, you did see that um, in uh, the former Yugoslavia. Uh, they I don't remember the name of their currency, but um, in the former Yugoslavia, the um, money that Yugoslavia had made was still valued for a couple of years and used as a medium of exchange. It still held value even after the government ceased to exist. Well, yep. Which is bizarre. It's still like trying to wrap my head around the idea that everyone was still like had faith in that. And it's like the government that backs that up no longer exists. I don't understand what like. Well, the idea there's... the idea of alternate mediums of exchange has been bludgeoned out of people through their government indoctrination systems in their respective countries for so long that the idea of straight barter. Or you know, or anything else as a medium of exchange is so foreign to people. I was talking to somebody here in town the other day, face to face conversation, and I asked them, you know, what is your plan with everything going on? What is your plan if shit goes sideways tomorrow? And they they're like, I I don't know. So well, you might want to start thinking about it. <laughs> so you either should have something valuable, like something that's objectively valuable like precious metals or you know have some kind of a service that you can render to exchange for things that you need otherwise you're screwed yep i hope to become a post shtf prostitute but speaking of prostitutes they are (laughs) nice segue Anyway. <laughs> oh, you you beat, you jumped ahead. I was trying to find the Rick and Morty quote where he in in season was it season three where he changes the value of the galactic dollar from one to zero, <laughs> and they it just it implodes the galact that empire because <laughs> now their money's worthless because he changed a one to a zero. <laughs> So, all right, we need a we need a a nice cool down article before we get to the next one because the next one will be heated. It'll be laughs and heated, but all right. Um, this is out of this is out of England, and we're only covering it because prostitutes and that's kind of our gig. 
We couldn't find an article on strippers. <laughs> we couldn't find an article on strippers. Okay. Yeah, uh, we, we try to have at least one. Everybody's got to have the one. <laughs> the sex industry has suffered job losses like every other industry as a result of COVID-19, but it specifically has led to some of the most vulnerable women in society losing their incomes overnight. They have fallen through the cracks, according to one <laughs> spokesman. <laughs> I was trying to get through this. I was trying to get through this. All right. Oh, lots of things went through those cracks. <sighs> they have fallen through the cracks, according to one spokeswoman, leading to some sex workers taking increased risks with violent clients just so they can survive. There are an estimated 70,000 sex workers in the UK, and after Prime Minister Boris Johnson imposed a nationwide lockdown in March, incomes plummeted as they moved their work online while others chose to continue meeting clients against the regulations, put, putting not only their own lives, but those uh, of their families at risk. How did sex workers survive under the lockdown? Should the, should the government have done more to help them? And what's the future of the industry as restrictions are eased? They should have just listened to New York State and gone the glory hole route. <sighs> See, I had that thought too. Like you could, you could totally do like a plastic sheet with like maybe some sort of a... Well, that's what the Amish do. And, you know, and that way you're not actually, but you still get the, the visual. And <laughs> I mean, it well, doesn't sound fun that, to me, never, but if you're into latex, it's probably great. I was uh, say, never mind, you know, the risk of suffocation from the plastic sheet for who's ever under it. But Well, I'm not saying you throw it over. What is wrong? <laughs> All right, listen, American Psycho. All right. <laughs> that was not the well, direction you just, I was just put the the sheet over your lap in the car how's that work like 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 a but then you would be under the shower curtain and then no. we're back to the rest of suffocation no <laughs> or is is she in the shower curtain with just a hole cut yeah i'm saying like so you 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 have i and i didn't give this a lot of thought this is all no, off obviously not. obviously not this obviously is not. off the cuff here this is not something i've given a lot of thought to but like I, I just kind of envisioned you know like a clear shower curtain and like she's i guess i wasn't thinking the car i mean i don't really know how hookers work so like i was thinking like in a hotel room or something right you have like a clear sheet of plastic and like you're on one side and she's on the other and then you have like a little hole with like you know maybe some sort of a stretchy replaceable material and you know you can make that work and that way there's no contact see and it's nice and but no never mind all right quote during the lockdown for the girlfriend experience damn it (laughs) (laughs) no no sasha gray for you damn it (laughs) quote during the lockdown women who were able to move online did so but that is very hard work uh often for less money than you would be willing uh, or then you would have gotten ordinarily. Oh, they have that some is hard work. <laughs> says Laura, a spokeswoman for the English Collective of Prostitutes. They have a co- English, collective, English collective, collective of, of Prostitutes. Does that I not can't... sound like some sort of a really upsetting hive mind? <laughs> Why the fuck is that not Resistance an American is futile. Thing? You will receive a blowy. Probably like, an American yeah. collective of prostitutes. Uh, I just. Yeah, English Club of, of Prostitutes, a campaigning group which supports the decriminalization of prostitution and sex workers' rights to recognition and safety. I just... <sighs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's the thing that, that, should, 
that should be a thing. We should start it. We should start it. And, and, and I, I would it. love. I would love so to. It, we know. We know um, several. We know several. They would be in on it too. I mean, it would be cool. Like, don't. But I'm pretty sure, like, uh, that would in fact make anyone who runs it a pimp. Essentially, pimp and easy. I mean, like literally. Right. That's like the definition. We could, so. we, we could find a way to work it so that the acronym is literally pimp. I'm pretty sure they can find a way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that would that would work best in Canada, where you could use the first P as provincial, and the last P as prostitute. And we just got to figure out what the middle. No, two no, are. no. It's only going to be provisionary. So it's the provisionary <laughs> provisionary institute. <laughs> For moral prostitutes. Marginalized prostitutes. Marginalized prostitutes. There we go. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, quote, women, who, women who couldn't lost their income overnight, and so we have been working very hard to make sure that sex workers are getting what they are entitled to in terms of benefits and getting access to food vouchers, food parcels, and hardship funds, including one set up by a local organization for sex workers. Entitled to? Entitled to, yes. I I can well, think of several is... things sex workers are entitled to. Uh, I yeah. don't feel like food well, this is, is on this that is, list. This is England. This is England. They're Which, different than us. And I want to point out that the fact that the fucking English have a prime minister named Boris seems awfully appropriate, considering the English, ever since labor started winning there. Yeah. Provisional Institute of Marginalized Prostitutes. Yep. I just wanted to put that in the chat just in case right. we use that as a show title. Um, yeah. Uh, while it is legal to buy and sell sex in England, pimping, curb crawling, or working with other people on the same premises are also illegal. So some sex workers are very weary of seeking support for fear of being criminalized. I s- Pimp- pimping, curb crawling, or working with other people on the same premises. So, I am unfamiliar with the UK's prostitution laws. I, I think we're going to have to something, look into that at some point. Yeah, something that has just now occurred to me, like, I really don't know. Because, what? I actually, you know, until just now, I actually didn't realize that prostitutes were legal in the UK. I did not I either. I had no so I, like, I like knew they're Nevada legal. Nevada and Holland, that was it. Well, like Germany, they're legal, and Holland, yeah. they're legal, and Sweden, they're legal, and um, uh, when I, when I was in Germany, other... we avoided that part of town. So I guess. I... Oh, you missed out, man! German, German, German red light districts are. Uh, I I didn't have to lit, pay for it while I was over there. We'll just call uh, it that. <laughs> well, but it's it. They're lit, man. They're lit. Um, but like Spain, I think it's legal. France, it's legal. Italy, it's legal. Like I knew that most of Europe, but I guess I didn't realize that the UK it was actually like legal. It's it seems like it's legal to be like if you're doing it yourself, like if you're yeah. an individual contractor, it's absolutely legal. But if you decide, like if you and a group decide to come together and have one person manage a group, then that would be considered pimping, and so, that would yeah. be illegal. Ah, so that's what they're saying when they talk about like cur- the curb thing and the yeah. That kind How of... are you supposed to get clients if you can't network? 
Craigslist? Well, yeah. Facebook. working with other people on the same premises. So it's like, ah. uh, when, you, when you go to the red light district in Amsterdam, you know, you walk up, you're like, I want that one, like picking it off a menu. And they're all working in the same building. I guess that's what they're saying is not legal in England. So if you're contacted via, say, social media or whatever, and you, you can, you can yes, come to a voluntary arrangement, then it's okay. Right, so you can like throw up an ad, right, and they can respond, and then that's all like fair game. That's but, kosher, yep. Which is stupid because pimps, arguably, they uh, if Freakonomics, super Freakonomics, they actually um, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. make the point that a pimp actually offers a greater economic benefit to a prostitute than um, a Going real estate away. agent does to a person selling a home because they not only offer promotional services and ensure payment, but they also provide security uh, and they do those more efficiently than real estate agents help people that are buying or selling houses. Um, Which is one of the things I love about Freakonomics. Anybody who hasn't read Freakonomics, Super Freakonomics, Super Freakonomics 2, you really got to read them because it makes economics sexy, right? So... Uh, but <laughs> making that economic sexy again. You said economic sexy. I just picture uh, um, um, uh, Jeffrey Tucker and his bow. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a weird Man, place. like, I, I almost said, oh, yeah, I love Jeffrey Tucker. And then in this context, I'm like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, that's going to be misinterpreted, and that isn't really what I meant. Um, just, just like... A- AOC going, that's a mighty nice bow tie, Jeffrey. I do, I do admire the man's style. I'll, I'll say that his his style is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've been a big fan. And he, of Jeffrey and he likes McDonald's, which is weird. Yeah, though. that one throws me for a loop a little bit and stuff. But you know, I, I, I like I like the you know I, I tend to like Jeffrey Tucker. I think he's he's pretty cool, dude, and whatever. But mm-hmm. um, no, it's just it's so. So what they're saying is that simultaneously, not only is prostitution only legal if you do it unto yourself, you're not allowed to actually form a collective that helps offer mutual protection and things. But right now, should you engage in your profession, you will go to jail. Yes. So I I also would like to point out, so not only are you not allowed to engage in a collective of prostitutes but the person that they quoted in this is laura a spokeswoman at the english collective of prostitutes (laughs) see you can form a political association but if it's a business association this is magically more scary and so now like it's it's just really like it just boggles my the all right, government. Does it blow your mind? <laughs> Just yes. There, there's lo- several they're, things. They're <laughs> lob- lobbying for Bobby Jean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, top of the Where hour. Let's uh, end the word. We're getting oh, the vote out. Spread, oh. spread the legs and the word. Yeah. Did you? you no, the that's... word of the day is let's go spread the word. That was that was literally oh, what I was spread your God. legs and the word. Get the vote out is probably their one of their catchphrases. Uh, vote, vote for vagina. Vote. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
A vote for oh. Quinn is a vote for Quim. <laughs> <laughs> That's only only 1880s kids get that. This uh, is why nobody <laughs> listens to us. <laughs> this 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 is why we are so far on the list, so far down on the list of of Liberty podcasts. I don't know, man. We've we've actually like I've mentioned us a few times when people ask, and they're like super <laughs> excited about it and like have thrown mm-hmm. us on lists. We're, we're definitely on lists. We're not just... afraid. We're not afraid to go for the low blow. Yeah, that's <laughs> and neither uh, neither is the British. We're the, we're the collective of prostitutes. <laughs> we're, the, we're the feet picks of Liberty Liberty podcasts. Yes. No. Oh, we're so much worse than that. We're like the the like freaking cos the the lewd cosplay feet picks. <laughs> <laughs> if like this episode four, if this episode gets five hundred views next time <laughs> next next episode Christopher will show up in a furry costume. No, no. <laughs> Dude, I will wear a Sailor Moon costume if this gets 500 views. You got you know, Tony. Don't you, you know, have a, a Lilo or a Stitch one, right? Something like that. Or no, 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 Invader Zim. I have, I have Gur, yeah, from Invader yeah. Zim. I was going to say, I, Andrew, if you're going to show up in Sailor Moon, you could probably talk to our buddy down. That's not too far from me. He might have one you could borrow. <laughs> that's freaking weeb. God. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on. We're, we're just, we're just beating a dead horse <laughs> well i'm sure beating which is which is not a kink of ours things is certainly I, I, you know I, never mind i'm not gonna go there ah! <laughs> we're not we're not talking about japanese things to that level no you stop no, right no, now. No, no. <laughs> we're not, we're not that, letting the octopus out of the bottle yeah, that is a road we oh god that is a road we are not going down <laughs> all right no. let's um uh, let's I've let's jump nightmares. Let's, <sighs> let's jump on this article because it's relevant, um, unlike everything else we cover. All right. Uh, shooting in Kenosha, just the beginning of a civil war in America, says prediction expert. <laughs> expert. This is an article uh, written, this b- takes written a by. a lot of expertise yeah. on the map. Uh, this is written by Megan Fox at PJ Media. What, so, really? Megan Fox? Yeah. Fox. That's what it says Megan Fox at PJ Media. Wow. So. Um, okay. Okay, uh, anyone could have seen this coming. Uh, The question that should be asked after an armed man shot two riders on the streets of Kenosha is, what did you expect? Here's the scenario. Mobs of criminals are torching and looting private businesses of Americans all over the country, and local law enforcement won't stop them. Not only will they not stop them, but anyone who is arrested is released immediately to do it all over again the next night. Uh, did you expect this could go on without more violence? How do you think it would end? Uh, where was this going? Social change to utopia. Cities are burning. New York City is now a place no retailer would go. How much more of this do you think people would take? First off, that's a lot to unload in the first paragraph, but um, not only um, all of the country, local law enforcement won't stop them. Supreme Court has ruled several times that police have no obligation or duty to protect you or your businesses or your property or any of that shit. Exactly. If you really want me to, I'll go down the list of case law, but I really don't want to. Oh, well, yes. we got, we got, well, we got, uh, Warren uh, versus District of Columbia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Deshaney v. Winnebago, Castle uh-huh. Rock, 
V Gonzalez. V Gonzalez. That's that's a fucking scary that's, one. There's one at that's there's one at one. yeah, there's one out of Alameda County here. Um, yep. um there's parents v Broward County. Yeah, yep. Broward County when the uh the deputy did not um and when the, he, uh, he was even contracted to protect the kids. Where and he hid and instead. Where he hid behind the car during the uh the Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas shooting, the Parkland shooting. Yes, and he yeah. it was ruled that even with a contract, so in the face of Warren VDC, they actually said, even if you have a prior agreement mm-hmm. with the police, yep. the police are under no obligation to protect you ever. Yes. But yet they want you to give up your guns because we have the police. Yeah. So, all right. (sighs) Back to the article. Uh, Here's the bad news. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, whom we know nothing about, is only the beginning of what is to come. It's going to get much worse. And people like me who are anti-war and want nothing but peace with my countrymen are about to become severely disappointed. I I do want to point out, uh, we talked about this, uh, Andrew and I. There was recently, uh, I think it was last night, mm-hmm. a threeper, a threeper got it mm-hmm. from an Antifa thug up in Portland. He was straight up executed, actually. Yeah, yeah. straight up executed. Watch that's that's an execution. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's so, not the it's not the first time. There's there's hundreds. Or I don't know about hundreds. That's an exaggeration, but um, there's more than a dozen videos of yeah. people being singled out and beaten, knocked unconscious. Um, uh, what, what's the, the, the trucker from LA, the truck, uh, 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 Reginald Denny. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Reginald the, Denny. Yeah. Like he's singled out and attacked and well, that was, that was 1992. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my point though. Is but like, it's not point. like this it's is new. It's not like this is suddenly mm-hmm. brewing. This has been happening with increasing frequency for years and years and years right. and well, just building and, and building then, and building You've got the the case even in Kenosha, aside from Kyle Rittenhouse's story, where the shop owner, all he did was come outside and spray some people trying to loot his shop with a fire extinguisher. That's not going to hurt anybody. He just comes out the door and hoses them with a fire extinguisher, and they beat him into unconsciousness and then looted and burned his store. Yeah, uh, Portland, um, they, they beat the guy, kicked him in the face or kicked him in the head. Um, put him in the yeah. hospital coma. A Minneapolis, uh, that uh, disabled shop owner in a friggin' wheelchair yeah. came out, and tried to defend her shop, and had paint thrown in her eyes and was beaten savagely. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and and even recently, there was that one I uh, can't remember where the hell it was where the person was pulled out of their vehicle and savagely beaten on the road. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was the the New Mexico. There was the uh, when they were tearing down the statue, and the the guy the yep. um the guy hit somebody and and tried to walk away from the situation, and they chased him down and ended up shooting one. Right, right. Yeah, that, that I well, you know what makes me laugh the hardest about that one is the guy that he shoots tries to hit him in the head with a skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and, he, and he he ducked or or rolled or something like that, yeah. and, and came up and popped him, and then popped him and killed him. And the best part about that is as soon as. As soon as I saw the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I went, hey, look, apparently attacking people with skateboards when they're armed with guns historically just doesn't work. We had to try it again just to be certain. <laughs> I, I'm an ex-skateboarder. I rode skateboards in high school. I've seen people knocked out cold. 
with skateboards. I mean, they're well, they're absolutely deadly, deadly weapons. weapons. They're absolutely deadly weapons. There's, so yeah. without, without a doubt. So on on that same vein with the the skateboarder in the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, did you actually read the ME report on him? No. Yeah, he's not even the guy who actually killed uh, Mr. Pedo that he popped in the head. No, that shot came from behind. But I'm talking yeah. about the skateboarder himself. Oh. One round went up through his lower abdomen, pierced his aorta, his vena cava, his heart, and his lung. That is one hell of a shot. That's one a, shot. That, that's a lucky That's a Dude. <laughs> that's a lucky shot. I wonder is... why he like, took two steps and just went plop. Yeah, and the other guy, the guy that grabbed the barrel, I mean, he had a freaking Glock pistol in hand. That is a that is a round guided by the Lord. That is. <laughs> anyway, all right. And well, I, I just want to give pr- mad props to uh, Mr. Rittenhouse because that pink mist was a thing of beauty. It was luck. That was it was so off center. It was a um, a panic fire. Well, and it and and when he yeah and it that uh, was absolutely, but just. To to hear that guy screaming medic, and call the cops. I love I love pressure. the him is, the cops. him is Peter Griffin. The when Grammy is going because ah, 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 that's what he was doing. <laughs> medic, medic, <right>. medic. <laughs> I didn't really want to talk about Kyle though. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. either. I, yeah, any any speculation on Rittenhouse's motives. Is uh, is total stupidity in the fog of war when facts are uh, indecipherable from lies. Uh, don't attempt it. Uh, let us look at the general climate in which the tragedy occurred. Uh, and I use the word tragedy somewhat reluctantly because all involved in this, especially the government officials who let it happen, deserve what they got. Yeah. That's literally the main paragraph of this I cannot disagree with. I mean, yeah. that's... That's fuck. We're talking about Kyle. We're going there. All right. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about him, but this article we, kind of forces the hand. To. All right. The people that he and Andrew and I talked about this. I, I think through through Telegram. Um, the people that he engaged, the, the the people that engaged him, they weren't peaceful protesters. They weren't no. at the line. They weren't yelling at the cops they were there for a reason Kyle was also there for a reason it was it was mutual combat well not only that but remember that Kyle was asked to be there the fact mm-hmm. and that's one of the things mm-hmm. that irritates the living shit out of me right now is I'm seeing so many people go oh he just decided he was going to be no he was asked <laughs> by a business owner who owned that business yes it was to actually come help a, defend. A, a, a former. It it was the the guy that he or one of the guys he was standing with was actually some uh, an acquaintance or a friend of his, and the weapon that he was carrying never crossed state lines. Yep, that yeah. is a Wisconsin built, Wisconsin sold, Wisconsin owned, Wisconsin used rifle. Yes. And so that whole argument that they tried to make about, oh, he took the weapon and crossed crossed, state lines. and uh, People people arguing for open borders. Complaining. Complaining complaining about him crossing the border. Right, yeah. (laughs) What? I want suddenly. And I want to point out that those people out there that watch CNN, 
where they put Kenosha on the map. That's two rivers. That's two rivers and Manitowoc, not Kenosha. It's 120 miles further north than Kenosha is. Correct. 120 where miles. Kenosha is and where Antioch, where Mr. Rittenhouse came yeah, from. Yeah, it's only like 30 miles or something like that, right? It's, 30, it's a 30-minute drive uh, yeah, from and it's, where it's, he lives and to it's, downtown. And it's northeast, right? Yeah, so, it's, so it's not it's not north, it's northeast. Yeah, right. so, so to put this in perspective, he traveled approximately 29 miles. When I was working in Sparta, Sparta from La Crosse is about 45 miles from my house in La Crosse yep. to, to my store in Sparta. And I drove that back and forth every single day for work yeah. when I was working up there. So I drove every single day as part of my commute twice as far mm-hmm. as, as Kyle. he did. And it's the same thing for me, where I live in a small town. Because it's a small town, I'm not going to say the name, but I live in a small town. And I am, where I work is Toma. That's about 30 to 35 minutes away. And Yeah, 30 30 miles for me would put put me like right outside Oakland. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he, they, they asked him in one of the interviews, are you from the area? When he said he's from the area, he's, he's literally he's, from he's the from, area. Yeah. And that's and then you talk you look at the the rap sheet or not the rap sheet, the locations of where these other all three of the other people involved. One came from one was out of West Allis, which is a 45 minute drive. One was out farther into Illinois than Antioch. I don't remember where. And one was from like halfway between Kenosha and Janesville. Yeah, the, these, so these, these people are... that he shot were from farther away than he was. But he's yeah. being demonized because he traveled less than a an average work commute. Right. That, to get well, there at that's... the request of the fucking business owner. That's the argument. That's that's what they have for the argument. Like there's there's not that's... a lot there's not a lot else to the argument. I mean, which is why, and that's and that's why. I mean, anybody anybody who follows me on Facebook, they know that I straight up announced like this incident has been the final straw for me with the anarchist community. Anarchist. Oh my god! It has been the final straw. I'm done. I'm done with these idiots who are statist when it's convenient for them. I'm done Mm -hmm. with the ones who magically now borders matter. Magically now laws matter. All of a sudden now and all of the sudden and like and who who will sacrifice their principles of property hold rights. On, hold on. Hold on. Self-defense. They never had the principles in the first place. No. Well, right. They had they had they had beliefs of convenience. Yeah. They're purported principles. They're ostensible principles by them declaring themselves an anarchist. There's, they'll sacrifice every one of those because, oh, but he was a bootlicker. Well, you know what? You know what's funny is I'm the guy who has said shiny badges don't grant you extra rights, but they also don't deny them. Yeah. Yes. You are still a human being, and regardless of your job, you have certain rights no matter what. Right? Paul, I have Paul, seen yeah. cops. Poli- politics. Yeah, politics, profession, sex. Um, ethical or uh, eth- ethnic backgrounds, religions, whatever. It, those things don't remove your natural rights. 
Exactly. exactly. And that's and they're pretending that it does. They hate cops more than they love than liberty. they huh? love liberty. Yep. And I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And you know the most liberating thing that I have done in ages is just start every single person who tries to condemn him just going unfriend, unfriend, <laughs> unfriend. Just Volu- immediately. I don't say anything. I don't retort. Nada. Nope. Just unfriend. And I've actually and it been really, really lucky that way. Voluntary, that voluntary way. association I, I, is a beautiful thing. It is. God damn. And I, like I said, I've been really lucky that way in where I haven't had really anybody show up on my news feed on social media that says that condemns Kyle at all. But I've had so many people show up and say that seven rounds to the back was absolutely justified because he had a knife on. <laughs> you don't shoot people seven times in the back if you're trying to arrest them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it it's like okay so you you want to bring this guy in for his warrants okay great but you then pump seven rounds into his back when you had four cops on scene who could have stopped uh-huh. this whole thing before yeah. it got to that point yeah i agree i mean oh but he was tased twice blah i don't care I've been tased, t- being tased. I mean, it's a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. If one of those electrodes loses connection, you're a free man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not that complicated. And if they, if only one of the barbs hits and the other one doesn't, guess what? You're not going to be affected by the taser. There are other options like overwhelming force where you linebacker tackle the guy to the ground. I mean, you had four people, and but you couldn't subdue I, one person. To 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 be fair, if that happened, well, then you got the other side of people going, "Oh I, my god, unnecessary!" Blah 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 blah. Abuse. I know, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> once, once everything came out, and people were like, "Yeah, well, you know, he had a weapon." Well, okay, he had a knife. That doesn't mean seven rounds to the back. Yeah. See, and that's and that and then that was my thing with. I'm constantly dealing. I, I, for a while there, before I started just unfriending people like mad, <laughs> which again is, is freaking lovely. I love, I, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm, I'm just doing it. Um, before I did that, I was, I was constantly, I would argue with people and it was either if I said, well, but Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. That is what it was. It was self-defense. Mm. He defended himself. Yep. Their response was, well, but what about um, Blake? Well, he was murdered. Yeah. Well, actually, and the response lived. was, well, he was, he, okay, sorry, not, he was murdered, but they he attempted to murder him. Yeah, they attempted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They attempted to murder him. And I get the response with the, well, you said, you know, they, they didn't attempt to murder him. He's, he's only paralyzed. Well, so just because they didn't quite <laughs> kill him? First of all, magically, that's not attempted murder. I, I'm pretty I, sure attempted murder means you failed to kill the person. Yeah, and I was like, you know, and, then, uh, the oh, and I've gotten, well, they, they tried to take him into custody. You don't shoot someone seven times because in you the, intend to take them in the back, custody. in the back, in, in the, the back, back seven as times, goes, as he goes to get into a vehicle in containing back. his children. Right. 
He's going to get into a vehicle which contains his children. You have four officers within less than three steps of him, and you shoot him seven times in the back. You do that because you are a murderous coward, not because you are trying to take him into custody. Number one, even if he's carrying a little knife, and based on the video, I didn't see a knife. No. I saw this little grainy thing that may have been a cramp. That gets dropped in the middle of the fucking street before he even gets in the car. And so if you look at even, the video, even, trying, if you look at the even video, if, from the even, even if there is a vehicle in the or uh, a, a weapon in the vehicle, if there is a weapon in the vehicle, you don't know that. No. Exactly. And so, like, I, I but I'll get, oh, will you support the cops if I say, well, Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself? And then if I say, well, no, the protesters, not the rioters, the protesters have a valid point in being angry over this Absolutely. over Blake. I agree. Then yep. I'll get the, oh, well, what about, you know, what about the rioters? Well, they're also in the wrong, and I support what Kyle Rittenhouse did as far as, one, I support the fact that he was defending private property. Absolutely. Absolutely, and without question, I think that he's he is doing the community policing thing. This is this is why, like, when they're screaming defund the police, isn't this what they want? Right. Isn't no, they, this the they goal? Want, they want their version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, they, they want to replace the police with social workers and other government employees. Yeah, they yeah. want – well, they, no, not even social work. Not really. If you talk to them, what they want to replace the police with is uh, they want to replace them with, like – the the Soviet like fucking political officers. Yeah. That's what they want. Sounds they want good. they yeah. want Sanskrit. Yeah, that's what they want. And it's absurd. But that's what they want. They don't actually care about people being in power or having the right to kill you or throw you in prison. They just want it to be their people doing it their way. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, and that's part of the I, whole part of politics horse shit that well, yeah, and I, I and I dealt with both sides. We're like, if I support somehow magically, if I say, well, but self-defense is self-defense, well, then I must not support Blake, which is <laughs> retarded. And if I yeah. go, well, I also support Blake, they go, well, but then you don't support Kyle Rittenhouse and, and his self-defense. No, <laughs> you can yeah, do both. You can, <laughs> you, you, can, you can support a person's right to defend themselves and believe the police are murderers at the same time. Both exactly. at the same time. Oh my god! But but <laughs> any, any statist out there? Beliefs. Oh my god! Any statist out there is going to say it's A or B. You cannot possibly believe both because See, for some reason they're goddamn mutually exclusive. And that is exactly that is exactly why I said what I said that I'm done with the anarchist community and I'm just starting to unfriend people. And no, I'm done with it. I'm done with it because what I've realized, what this has reinforced to me, is that you're not anarchist. You are not, in fact, about free association. You're not about independent thought. What you have done is simply trade open statism for closet statism. That's it. I mean, I I say it all the time. I I actually have the little quote paragraph actually saved on Telegram so I can just copy and paste it when I need to. But it's most anarchists and libertarians aren't actually anarchists or libertarian. They're statists oh. that traded political parties for economic systems. 
And they still believe in the left-right paradigm. Yep. Just not the current governmental perception of the left-right paradigm. See, and I had exactly. thought that I had skirted that for a while, that people understood that I, I was a principled, you know, I was a principled anarchist and stuff. And that because I had had a lot of friends who were on both sides who were I had the on the extreme. I had the anarchy, the, the ANCAPs. Uh-huh. I had ANCOMs. And then slowly but surely, the ANCOMs started to really show their true colors Mm-hmm. And I had to start blocking them, not just unfriending them. The Ancons, yep. you got to fucking block because their strategy has nothing to do with debating you or intelligently discussing it. Oh, it's... No, it's it's I'm going to hate on you and denounce yep. you and then I'm going to dox you and then I'm going to lie about you and I'm going to do all these. And that's what they're going to do. And I mean, I already knew that Ancom was a. Well, that's 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 what terms. it is. It's it's compliance through shame and guilt. That's that's mm-hmm. what yeah, it is. absolutely. And you see that more and more actually from from the modern, especially from the political left, because I just had a discussion the other day with somebody who is an avowed lefty. And as soon as I mentioned something about how Kyle was acting in self-defense, I was immediately shamed, called a racist, called everything under the sun that you would expect an avowed lefty to call you. Yeah, I have black I and have like, black anarchist what? friends who have been called white supremacists because they Eric don't July. have a picture of themselves. Yeah. On the, who got called that? Got called a, ra- a racist <laughs> and a, a white privileged My, idiot Eric by Ancoms. Eric July had a white liberal socialist tell him to shut up and let the black people speak. <laughs> and then and then and then he posted he like he posted like a video of himself. And said, "Bitch, I am black," and she deleted her Twitter profile. Completely deleted Completed, her profile. Deleted, deleted her profile. I remember that because he actually did a live stream about it. Yeah, and I was watching. He's he's breaking it down. He's showing the screenshots and everything. Yeah. And I'm just dying. I'm laughing. I freaking so love much. Eric Gillette. Like I love that dude. He is so <laughs> awesome. All right, I absolutely love him. But I mean, but my point was it, where I was going with this is the divisiveness any idiot can see increasing even in the anarchist community anarchist i'm using air quotes quotes for you audio people i'm using i'm using air i'm using air quotes for community yeah uh yeah because it's there's there's not a lot of community there the people that that love to call themselves anfam who just no you're not a family and if you are, you're as dysfunctional as my actual personal family, and I don't want any part of it. I don't want to choose that. Uh, <laughs> I have an Irish family, man. You do not know dysfunction until you have dealt with an Irish family. Yep. Well, um, but I have a Scandinav- largely Scandinavian family, and we're not a whole lot better. No, but I mean, that's... Well, I mean, you know, Vikings we some, and... We need some Ohana up. We need, some, we need more Ohana up in this bitch. Yeah, and it's, but I mean, you, even there, you're seeing this divide grow and grow and grow, and things are getting more extreme, and it's being more this or this. Yep. And those of us who are just intellectually consistent, and we're, we're not choosing sides. We don't believe that just because I hold this position. Well, my side is, I have to hold this one. My side is liberty. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I'm on the side of personal freedom. Yep. Uh huh. Individual, individualism. Individualism. It's the smallest of, minority is the individual. 
you know, yep. and I have I have tons and tons of atheist friends. I'm not an atheist. I realize that's going to shock maybe some people, but I'm not <laughs> at all an atheist. And I still have atheist friends and everything, but I always say very proudly, I bow my knee before the ideals of liberty and mm-hmm. God. And there the list ends. Yep. Yeah. Do not sit there and tell me that I have to feel a certain way because I all feel a given way about another topic. Yep. Don't you freaking dare. <laughs> and, th- and that is the bullshit that they try to feed us. I recently added somebody from a group on Facebook who, you know, on her profile picture, she has the, the a symbol and all that stuff. Everything I have seen since uh, the, Blake incident last weekend has been nothing but BLM propaganda. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the organic, you know, people on the ground, BLM people who are legitimately just people in the local communities are like our lives matter too. I'm talking about the Marxist organization BLM <laughs> That is an oh, avowed yeah. Marxist organization, and this is all that I see is, proper, is nothing but BLM propaganda posts left and right. Well, left and left and left and left and left. But <laughs> um, and I just it's like you're not you're not one of us. Well, and the thing is, I mean, you know, and what what breaks my heart about about all of this division that that I see happening one is that I've had to cut ties with people that I had considered for years friends yeah um because they just they couldn't see past their own ideologies they couldn't deal with the idea that I I disagreed with them on certain points I agreed with them on others but you know we can still be friends even though ideologically we're not perfect together yep we can still be friends and they right. they didn't want to deal with that. And I'm seeing also I'm seeing even friends who are not white that I've been friends with for a decade or more. Yep. Now decide that because I'm white and I don't condemn Kyle that I must I must hate people of color, which is heartbreaking it's not only absurd but it's heartbreaking for me because it's like we've been friends for so long Mm -hmm. and now magically you decide that i must be racist which is a load of bullshit and you know it is my my black cousins are going to be so upset about that (laughs) and you know i i I find it really funny that because we support kyle in his actions of self-defense. I don't, I don't, as, I don't necessarily support Kyle. All right. I, what, what Kyle, his ideology and everything like that. I no, don't no, no, support no, 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 no. I'm I, talking about his I, actions I support, that night. I his support actions his of self-defense. Of, I support his act of self-defense. Yes. And that's what yes. I'm getting at. It's not necessarily, you know, we support his ideologies or anything like that. It's the fact that he, as a human being has that intrinsic natural right to self-preservation. And that was threatened upon him, you know, threatened for him on three separate occasions. And on three separate occasions, he responded 
as any no, as I would expect not, anybody. Like we don't even we don't have to, to to go human being with this. Like we can even say that like a a, a person attempting to beat a dog, and yeah. they get bit by the dog. You know, good dog, right? Good dog, yeah. absolutely. Good dog Why doesn't that apply to human beings? And right. you can be damn sure that if somebody shot a dog because it bit them after one of their friends was beating it and they were beating it and their friend and them got bitten and then they shot the dog, these people, same people condemning Kyle right now would support that dog and be appalled that they would put that dog down. Yeah. Yes. Because anything, any living being has a right to self-preservation. The, the threeper that was shot and killed. Yeah. Left us celebrating it. I've seen. Of course they are. They they started chanting about how they had killed a fascist, which is one of the most ironic things I've ever heard. Uh, A bunch (laughs) of fascists chanting about how they killed a fascist. Says the Uh, mob that surrounded a woman and made her put her fist in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just like the the ones who love to push these ideals of the greater good yeah. and social responsibility oh. and all, stuff all right, well, let's... race matters. Gosh, but that's but... totally not fascist. I promise. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, is, what makes me laugh about this article is that we see and everyone with their eyes open has seen for a few years now that this divide is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes, um, mm-hmm. that's actually the second the second half of the article. Yeah, so, what is that gooey? Yeah, I'm gonna skip a few few paragraphs and get to this. It's um, uh, remember this is this is the lady, Megan Fox writing this, not me. Uh, she says, uh, prediction expert Scott Adams, who is rarely wrong about his um procrastinations about human behavior, says that there will be more of this as our leaders have failed to control the situation. In his broadcast on Wednesday, Adams laid out his reasoning for the coming civil conflict. So this is this is this is Adams. Come, yeah, coming civil conflict like it's not, hasn't been in existence for. Well, no, our leaders have failed to control this, which is. I, I right. just have to reason this shit's happening in the first place. Oh right. my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is is, all right. This is quoting uh, Scott Adams now. He says, um, "Quote: I think I've been telling you for some time that the obvious way that these protests slash riots slash looting episodes were going to go. This was only one way that these would go under the assumption that the police would get uh, would not get more aggressive and that the local governments would not let the federal government come in and take care of the violent stuff." There was going to be no adult supervision, and that was intentional. The local leadership decided to not have any adult leadership during the protest slash riot slash looting. So it was obvious uh, that the locals would end up arming themselves because how or because what else would happen? Could you think of any other outcomes? It was obvious that this was the outcome. And this is just the beginning, uh, not just a one-off. It's pretty obvious that more militia or more citizens are going to bring heavier arms, and they're going to start showing up. There's probably no way it's going to stop. The worst-case scenario is if protesters arm themselves, ultimately this is the way it had to go. I feel bad for anyone who gets hurt, and I don't encourage any violence. 
But as a prediction, this was the way it had to go. It will end, but will be more of this. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, thoughts, boys? <sighs> I th- I Okay, I'll put my thought out there. All right, I'll say it. This is the way they wanted it to go. After the lockdown of COVID, after the economic soft collapse that we're in, after the, what, $6 trillion in created debt, um, the economy's done, the dollar's done. They need this to happen. They want it to get worse. Like November 4th, like after Trump gets reselected, um, shit's going to pop off. And um, I still, I still think this is Cloud Piven. I still believe this is Cloud Piven. I can't disagree with you on that. I, after, I mean, it's if you look at the polling data, of course they say Trump is behind, but I don't know how anybody realistically selects Biden over Trump, given his that's lack. and that's. That's assuming voting matters, which, as we've which it doesn't. proven earlier in the episode, it doesn't. it doesn't matter because the electoral college. Right. It really depends on who they, who the those that really make the choice really want in power. Do they really want essentially Kamala Harris, or do they want the psyop of Lord Dampnut to continue for another four years? And well, none of us. I, okay. Here, I, I think I, Lord Dampnut being a known quantity. Well, no, 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 not only that, but um, they need him in office to pacify the right. Yeah. As as things collapse, as things collapse, yep. he's going to start instit- he's going to instit- start start instituting some socialist policies that are that are good for America and and protect the American and all right. this other yeah. stuff. He already has. He already has. He has. He has nationalized a couple companies, uh, or not companies, industries uh, in regards to like. Making masks and hand sanitizers and all that good stuff. Respirators or ventilators. Ven- ventilators and respirators. Yep. By turning that temperature all the way up immediately, my friend. Yep. And then uh, he's already expressed the desire for gun control. Yep. Um, and then. But that things- eight year assault on the Second Amendment is over. And Says it's the guy that passed more gun control than Obama. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's going he's to get reselected. That things are going to start to collapse. He's going to institute some policies, and the right's going to be like Trump, 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 and yep. uh, and that'll pacify so, the right, which so will settle not, not, that. Not like that, but down. like November fourth, when the numbers come out and yep. the left blows up, here comes the National Guard. Yep. Yes. Here, here come here comes the Ranger battalions. Yep. You, you'll start seeing more more federal troops on the streets. Yep. Trying to quell the riots and the yep. the bullshit that the left is throwing at throwing at everything. You know, and, and and what what makes me laugh so hard about this article that oh he's a predictor <laughs> oh you are real Prussian buddy can I <laughs> can I stand on a soapbox a minute I want to read my opening statement from a debate that I had. Ooh, Jason, I, I know you I, watched it. I yep. like that. That's a good. I know what you're talking statement. about. That's a good if, opening statement. If you haven't watched my debate on the morality of the Boogaloo on uh, Enemy of the State Stink Podstash, 
This is my opening statement. And I want to read it because I, I read it. It was how long ago? It was, it was a little while. It was a little while that I read this. And I feel like this is important. So what I said was now in recent days, more than ever before, we have seen the state of the world in which we live in order to beg and plead for government, that great fiction born of coercion and extortion to which we find ourselves far too accustomed to refrain from the shameless usurpation of a most fundamental human right, that to self-defense. The petitioners were asked, nay, demanded, as if mere serfs by their lords, to relinquish equally fundamental rights of universal self-expression and security of person and possession. To redress grievances. People were threatened with violence against them if they didn't relinquish rights. This slight... But one of an innumerable litany of other abuses by government can be seen as nothing, nothing by anyone who wishes for freedom in a true sense, but an act of aggression. Indeed, such indignations and usurpations by state actors are as heinous as they are commonplace. And to continue to kowtow and appease to initiators of that aggressive force is neither righteous nor moral, nor any other than cowardice and abdication of principle. Anarchists more than any other have an obligation to defend that which they hold sacrosanct, freedom, liberty, self-governance. Not just a right to do so, they are obliged. As, they, as beloved Irish aesthetic poet and playwright Oscar Wilde so perfectly stated, disobedience in the eyes of anyone who has read history is man's original virtue. It is through disobedience that progress has been made through disobedience and through rebellion. Such rebellion is this to chafe at the yoke of government so severely as to throw it off by forceful means equal to their own is the most virtuous of all rebellions. For indeed, what can be said to be more virtuous than to be willing to lay down your life, your liberty, and your happiness that others might feel the taste of true freedom and unadulterated liberty? This is, at its core, the end game of the Boogaloo, though it may come neither easy nor quickly. It is not a pretty way, nor indeed perhaps the most ideal, but it has become the morally necessary one. Our hands forced by those who seek to steal ever more chance of seeing the goal by the day. Does the maintenance of such a degree of novel freedom appear to anyone as if it will be easy, untrying? Am I saying this path does not end in what may be a greater recondit struggle to prevent a not insignificant group of incorrigible status from relapsing into that same state of bondage from which they were only just freed. Not at all, but this is not the contention at issue within or, uh, contention at issue. And as such, we should eschew such debate because with no doubt, even a paradigm shift within the attitude of the populace, one which I would argue we are already seeing occur globally with ever greater fur, would find itself facing similar pitfalls. No, the rub here is that of not only the moral justification, but moral obligation of those who find freedom a hill worth dying on to finally find it and to stand adamantine in righteous fury with barrels leveled eyes focused and teeth bared to stand up and be counted by their loved ones their friends their neighbors and make history forever the better matching push with shove coercive violence with equal defense 
We stand at a precipice. Below us, the seemingly inexorable fall to all-consuming, inescapable, and utterly destructive waters of despotism. Behind us, a barely contested, hard-scrabble climb to the glittering, lush, and fertile fields of emancipation and autonomy. That will be a brutal fight. That cannot be understated. But none has been so moral as surely no fight so great in scale of ambition has yet watered the parched tree of liberty so greatly. I don't think I'd have anything to add to that. There is nothing to add to that. No. Yeah, I don't have... I really don't have... (laughs) I don't have anything to add to that at all, really. But I said Uh, that how long ago? And this guy is suddenly, oh, he's a predictor. Yeah. It's already happening, and he's some, somewhat of a, or he's so, a so-called predictor. Meanwhile, you said that, I think that was, what, last fall? Uh, July, that, or January. July? January, I thought it was further back than July. It's on the uh, Dank Pod stash uh, YouTube as January 24th. Yeah. So, I mean... You look that far back before this was before all the bullshit with COVID and before um, so much of the racial, so-called racial unrest and everything like that. All the social justice warriors coming together and caught and creating mayhem. And this was months ahead of time. And now they're finally talking to somebody who thinks they know what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) And Somebody who finally noticed. Right. Finally noticed all the things, I mean, uh, that things we've been talking about since last year. Well, or if, farther back even still. Further, I'm, if you guys remember, like, 2010, 2011, before Obama came into office for the second time, there was that the big, the big gun buy, and there's all those militias yeah. arming up, and they called... Obama, the Antichrist, and all this other stuff, and yep. like this isn't new. This isn't no. new. The the only difference is that the left has more balls than the right. To this point, yes, which to this is point, predictable yeah. because if you look mm-hmm. at the history of socialism and communist uh-huh. revolutions and things, they're always the ones who are more willing to pick up arms because part of their ideology historically is that you uh-huh. cannot achieve. The revolution through peaceful means. Right. Yeah, there's no such thing as peaceful revolution. No. No. And, and this is this is what they believe, though. They they they've internalized this idea that they're they're so somehow they're and this is the best part, because if you actually read Marx, because I'm one of those rare people who's actually read Marx. Well, yeah, read you have, you have, you, have, have to, you have to read opposing views in order to challenge your current beliefs. Yeah, I've actually right. read all of their stuff. I've read it all, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to just take someone's word for what they said. I want to read what they said. And even though Marx says that the change to communism is inevitable in the Communist Manifesto, as well as Das Kapital, <laughs> um, even though he says it's inevitable, Communists have repeatedly decided that it can't happen without violent revolution. Right. 
and right now, I mean, the real question is, is the, how do I work? How do I phrase this? It's not a question of if it's going to come to a full on conflict between people who have some idea about freedom because that's what it's going to amount to. It's not well, going to be those of us that actually believe in true freedom in its truest sense. It's going to be those who think they understand freedom versus those who are so avowed into their communist, socialist, whatever roots. That's really where it's going to come down. I mean, you look at what happened in Portland with the execution of that threeper. <laughs> and then you look at what happened... Like minutes later, the threepers came right out and said, we pledge retribution for our fallen comrade. I mean, this is well, what the, it's coming to. Yeah, and the execution was retribution for what Kyle did. Right. So, Kyle <laughs> so it's, it's just going to turn into a giant fucking snowball. See, here's, 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 this is my thing on it, right? Like, like this is it's literally turning to like a, a, a pseudo-civil war. Because but, of the actions of the government. Right. And but the, it's they're, the they're actions fighting, of the factions of the people. <laughs> but, no, yeah, but the actions of the – no, no, no. The, the government started this. Remember that. The government yeah, started the, the government police. started it, but it's the, the police factions work, of the, the people. The police work for the government. And it's, it's the statists fighting each other for control of the people that are responsible for starting this. Right. Yeah. They're, they're this, directing their aggression at the wrong people. Remember what Ben Stone says in his book about revolution. <laughs> he has he's, he has a couple couple takes on it, but yeah. If if you have not read Sedition, Subversion, and Sabotage Field Manual Number One, I highly encourage you to get it. First of all, it's not expensive, and it's a very very good read. Uh, I have, is, and I'm still reading through it. It is free if you get a digital copy at badquicker.com. Yeah, you can even get a free copy if you really want to. I wanted a hard copy, so I have a hard copy. And the point that he makes in a nutshell. Yep, I have the yep. same one. There you go. Nice scorpion on the front. Mine's on the way. I haven't gotten it yet. The, <laughs> the point that he makes, which got, is an incredibly good point. I got, I got the second one, too. Oh, nice. The See, and I, and I want to point out because because a lot of times anarchists get accused of just, you know, of still being cult of personality and what this person said. No, no, no. I, I quote him because he puts it in a way that I wasn't able to. Mm -hmm. He says it in a better way than I can. So I, I and I'm still going to paraphrase him, but he puts the thoughts that I had together. Revolution in and of itself will never result in freedom. It will always just result in another government. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he also says that um, uh, the state will exist as long as there's a market demand for the state. The state is the familiar brand. It's what it's it's the the brand grandpa fought for. It's the the brand mom uses. You know, it's it's tied. It's Pepsi Cola. It's it's Ford. Right. Yep. And until until market alternatives exist, people are going to rely on the old faithfuls. So what? stands what is there for anarchists to do your obligation and the whole point of my little opening statement my wonderful revolutionary speech the whole point is it is your job to look at this and go yes civil war is coming it is inevitable it will happen 
Mm-hmm. Your job is to, in the midst of that, provide the alternative. Your job is to be living that extraneous way. Mm-hmm. The one that is not the ones that they're fighting over. Because the right and left are going to fight. This is going to freaking happen. Yep. You know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Everybody knows it's going to happen. This dude who's pretending to be this magically prescient person. Oh, he's practically psychic. It's already that, happening. Yeah, that guy is late to the party. Mm-hmm. And he is saying what we've all known. But the left and right are going to fight. But they're not fighting. The right is not the party of freedom. The left is not the party of freedom. Neither one of these is fighting for freedom. (laughs) They're fighting fighting for more of the state. Yeah, they're fighting for which state gets to control everyone. Your job in this will be. Well, it will be the next Thomas Paine. to, To be the guy who says there is a better way. Yes, there is I'm a gonna, different way. I'm going to drop a couple links uh, in the description of this episode to some books on anarplex.net um, regarding building the second realm. Uh, Liberty Under Attack has a fantastic episode series called Building the Second Realm. Oh, um, Shane's Shane's stuff is amazing for anyone who wants to know more about like how does anarchy work like what will we do what go. what can we do yes yes shane Bonu, is shane is Bonu awesome is stra- a strategy for self-liberation i love the episodes that i did with him i would love to do more i think that it's it's absolutely fantastic and i love his podcast and highly 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 recommend his books and his podcast yeah. so on that note we're out of time we got another article but i mean do it another time. It's not important. So, yeah, assuming, I don't have any. I don't <laughs> assuming have any. that the world doesn't tear itself apart in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> well, the next week. I mean, there's a good chance we'll be back next week. <laughs> Broadcasting live. From- <laughs> <laughs> coming to you live from the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin. As, yeah, as rounds are coming in, bombs are going off. <laughs> Where are you? Was Vietnam? that a hellfire? so yes on that note i don't have anything further you guys got anything else you want to say plugs poppins patches yeah definitely poppins Uh, Poppins, the uh the boogaloo boys the ed ed and eddie patches i cannot wait yes and he has women's ones as well with girls girls uh, that are the three girls from Ed and Eddie and uh, those patches I highly recommend. He is about to give me to give away to people like I did the other patches. If you haven't gotten one yet, by the way, and you asked uh, for me to ship them, that's uh, because I haven't shipped them yet because I've been really, really busy with work. I don't actually get a day off, so I'm really sorry. I'm trying really hard to get them out to you guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, he is sending me some Joe Jorgensen. So if you are a libertarian, the Joe one, Jorgensen Liberty. Yes. A statue of Liberty, Liberty. Joe Jorgensen. It's, it's a funny, it, it's a fun patch. 
it's yeah. as cool as as you know, like the the Trump joined Space Force One and the Joe Biden <laughs> as Herbert the pervert one. Uh, <laughs> if you want the Joe Jorgensen one, um, let me know. I'm gonna get a few to give away. There's at least like Chrissy is gonna get one for sure. I'm just gonna hit her up and be like, hey, I'm gonna send you one. Um, there are a few other people who are probably going to get one, um, that I have in mind, but, um, if you want one, let me know. And I might send you one. I might not, I don't know, but I might send you one. If you want a patch, a free patch, let me know. And I might send you one. Uh, also make sure that if you want uh cool beard stuff, I just right before the podcast, totally used some of the beard struggles products, both their shampoo and uh, their conditioner for your beard. It smells amazing. I use Odin's Virtue because personally, I think it's the best scent they have. But they have lots of stuff and it's awesome. And if you want it, because you have a beard, because you are a man and therefore have a beard. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it, if you want some of their stuff, but you don't want to spend as much money as they're asking for it, you can totally get 15 10 to 15% off. <laughs> I think it's 15. It's Either 10 way. to 15. It actually, it, it very slightly, I've discovered recently, uh, it actually very slightly, depending on the product, but if you want that percentage off, you used Inked Anarchist 15, all run together, and you can get yourself 15% off of those products, and you also support me, which is cool, by doing that. Um, or at least the care of my beard. <laughs> so, which I think we could all agree really needs to be cared for. It's, it's glorious. It's wonderful. I love it. If you don't, I don't really care, but <laughs> that's a long winded way of saying the link is in the description. <laughs> yes, it yes. is. Make sure that you checked out inked anarchist hoot nanny roundup as well, because me and Chris are both on it. We are admins and it is a cool page. It is fun. It is entertaining. We have a lot of fun, especially when we're talking about things related to Schrodinger. Yeah. Memes make the world go round. And boy, do we have memes. So oh, yes. on, on that note, this is episode 104. Link is in the description. Lots of links in the descriptions. Um, check out the Facebook page. I'm going to continue to work on more discounts for our, our <sighs> listeners. Hopefully. Um, I am in negotiations with Magellan TV. So, oh, okay. All right. Stop crossed. talking. Stop talking so I can stop recording. All right. Hopefully All you right. guys get that cool shit <laughs> soon. And I can give you a discount on that because you're going to want it. Let me tell you. Yeah, what he said. We'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>